0: I'm knocking on 50. I'm 46 years old, and I can't believe I'm still in a rock band.
1: Corey Cooper has been rocking out with the band Skillet for more than 20 years. One of the songs on their new album, the song Reach, was inspired by a very personal story.
0: She called me up and said to me, Hey, core, our friend Kate has just been diagnosed with stage four cancer.
1: You say that I'm strong to you. When Corey reached out to Kate on Facebook, she didn't know what to expect. and what happened next surprised her, and it gave her a chance to share God's love before time ran out. Corey Cooper is our guest on this episode of GPS: God: People Stories. It's an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. I'm Phil Fleischman. My co-host Jim Kirkland is off this week. Right after Corey shares her story, you're going to hear a word from Billy Graham.
2: God is calling on us to do something unique in our generation, to deny ourselves and take up the cross and follow him out among the masses of people that need Christ.
1: Whether you're one of those people who need to know Christ, or you're someone who wants to be telling others about him, we've got a website for you. The address is findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. Something else that can help you in your faith walk is the new podcast from Billy Graham's granddaughter and Franklin Graham's daughter. It's called Fearless with Sissy Graham Lynch. She talks about the challenges of living out your faith in our culture, but doing that with grace and compassion. Again, her podcast is called Fearless with Sissy Graham Lynch, and you can find it wherever you get your podcasts. You should know that Sissy spells her first name, Sissy, C-I-S-S-I-E.
2: GPS.
1: God people
0: stories. I am from a small city called Kenosha, Wisconsin. About a hundred thousand people and very kind of blue-collar and a family sort of focus community.
1: Corey Cooper still lives in Kenosha, at least when she's home. She and her husband John are one half of the hard rock band Skillet, and they spend most of their time on tour. They also write most of the music for the band.
0: I didn't study music in college, so at that point, I was like, okay, I don't know what God has for me, but what I do know is I want to have solid theology, because if I'm going to be writing music, I want to make sure that I'm—as much as I can represent the heart of God and truth, that's what I want to do, you know? So I um, did—I have my degree in pastoral studies.
1: Skillet has been around for more than 20 years, and it has sold millions of albums— The band is known for appealing to both Christian and non-Christian audiences. They've played at events for the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, and they share the stage with mainstream bands. So Corey's faith has had a lot of opportunity to shine. Her faith journey began at a very young age.
0: My parents actually became born-again Christians right after I was born. My parents aren't, um, they're not controlling, and they're not like shove things down your throat. They're kind of like, yeah. You know, they encourage you to read your Bible every day. So since I've been little, I've been reading a proverb a day and, and reading my Bible and have my prayer time. They encouraged all that stuff, but they they more lived it than they preached it, if that makes any sense. And so it was cool kind of watching it, like growing up with people staying in our house that were down and outs, you know, we had like recovering drug addicts moving in with, you know, in a very small house with five kids and they just loved them and took care of them. We always had young people that wanted to come hang out at my parents' house because, I don't know. I I think when you when you feel the presence of God and in community and when you love people like Jesus did and does, they kind of want to be around it, you know. So regardless of if they became Christians or not, they just like being around my parents. And I could could just see my parents relationship with God outworking their lives. And I'm like, "I, I just want that. That's obviously real. And that's what I want.
1: When she was five years old, Corey made the decision to follow Jesus, and she has walked with him throughout her entire life. Something else that's been a big part of Corey's life for a long time is music. Her kindergarten teacher noticed she had a gift. So Corey started taking piano lessons a short time later. And that was the start of a lifelong passion.
0: I remember in about sixth grade, so maybe about eleven, thinking, I feel you know, when you're young, you feel like you need to kind of do anything. Like I kind of feel like I could do anything with my life. But I none of it matters to me unless it's serving God. And I, I knew that because God met me and spoke to me, I knew it was going to be something in music. And I didn't know what that would look like. So I didn't necessarily care if it was big scale or small scale.
1: Well, we know now that it was big scale, but that didn't happen until after Corey met her husband. She says she never really dated during high school or college. She was open to the idea of marriage, but more than anything, she wanted to live out God's plan for her. Well, it turns out that plan included John Cooper. Corey met him when she was a senior in college, and he was singing at a friend's wedding.
0: I had been praying, like, God, can you make it clear to me, like, when I meet the guy? Because I don't want to just date a bunch of people. I don't want to not be focused on you and serving you. So, like, if you could make it clear to me, that'd be super cool. Um, and John was singing, and I felt like it's one of like three times in my life that I know it was a voice of God. It was so clear. It was almost like, Uh, everything was in slow motion all of a sudden, and I knew that God spoke to me that he would be the one I would marry.
1: Their relationship began with a card Corey sent to John after she saw him sing. Then they started talking on the phone. They lived in different parts of the country, but it wasn't long before John made the trip to Kenosha to ask Corey to marry him. Around that same time, John had helped form a new band called Skillet, which was made up of three guys, and they had just signed to a record label. Not wanting to be apart from her new husband, Corey went on the road with the band.
0: I just went on the road with Skillet in the van and sold the merchandise. (laughs) And I just thought, okay, maybe I missed it when I felt called to do music.
1: Corey hadn't missed it, but she did have to wait a little while. Within a couple of years, the band decided to add a keyboardist, and Corey got the gig. Since then, several band members have come and gone, but John and Corey have remained a constant. They're now joined by drummer Jen Ledger and lead guitarist Seth Morrison. Skillet puts on quite a show. Their concerts are known for having incredible energy, a heavy guitar sound, and plenty of pyrotechnics. John and Corey are covered with tattoos, and Corey's currently rocking purple hair.
0: I'm 46 years old, and I can't believe I'm still in a rock band. It's just kind of the humor I've got to be, too. But I, I do like how God always, always puts us in places where we have to trust him, you know. And it's like when you feel the most inadequate, it seems like he's like, yep, I love that. <laughs> you know, So, I'm like, OK, yes, we get burned out. We tour a lot. Um, my ki- we have two kids. So my kids have been on the road. My daughter's 16. She's been on the road since she was three months old.
1: One of the many challenges the Coopers have faced over the years is navigating two vastly different music scenes, Christian and secular rock. But Corey says the band has always sensed a calling to both. Sometimes that means touring with bands that have very different worldviews and lifestyles.
0: It is a battle and it is hard. And you have to battle your own stupid flesh and your own insecurities. And then also there's spiritual warfare going on, you know even the music itself feels demonic, you know, and we're in there with them and friends. And, you know, you can't tell me the enemies doesn't hate that they're Christians in there. You know, most, most rock tours that we do, there's at least three people that are in bands that grew up in a youth group. And they're like, we're going to get a, as far away from all this as we can. And then Skillet shows up. and And now, because we've been around for so long, we probably played at their youth group. You know what I'm saying? Like, are like, why are you here of all people? And God is just going to, he'll, he'll go to the darkest of the dark places to get his people and to shine his light and to show his love.
1: God gave Corey an opportunity to share his love in a very personal way a couple of years ago. She found out that a friend of hers from junior high school had been diagnosed with stage four cancer. Her name was Kate and Corey hadn't spoken to her in years. So she used Facebook to try and get in touch with her.
0: I didn't know if Kate would really even remember me. I mean, we were friends. So I reached out to her and she was like, oh, my gosh, Corey, um, so great to hear from you.
1: Kate lived in San Diego and she had never taken her kids to her hometown of Kenosha. Now, the Coopers aren't home much, but it worked out that both families were free over the 4th of July. Corey ended up inviting Kate and her family to come and stay in Wisconsin with them.
0: So she ended up coming, which was crazy. So I haven't seen her since I was like 12 years old, you know, 13 years old. Um, and now we're in our forties and we all have kids and she came and stayed with me. And of course the whole time I'm praying, like, I really got, just give me an opportunity to, sh- to share with her because I want to see her get saved. You know, I want her to know Jesus. And so she came and she's kind of one of those where she didn't really like to talk about stuff. And I'm kind of like, I don't really want to be offensive, but you know, like there's a time issue here and I'm fine to be a little more aggressive with this if I need to be, you know? So The time passed, and she really hadn't asked a lot of questions. And then she was going to leave, and I said, Hey, Kate, is there anything you want to talk about? Like, she knows I'm a Christian, and, you know, she just said to me, Corey, back when we were in junior high, you were one of the only people that was really nice to me. Um, And I knew there was something different about you then, and can you just pray for me?
1: Corey and her daughter did pray for Kate, and Corey sensed God leading her to do more.
0: I really felt like God speak to me. That I needed to make sure that I was clear that Jesus was the only way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through Him. And I knew Kate was like spiritual, you know, she's kind of like loves the feeling. Uh, so when you're praying for her, the Holy Spirit was definitely, you know, coming on an her, and she loved that feeling. But she's also like many ways to God type person, and uh, meditator, and East a lot of Eastern philosophy mixed in. And you know how things are these days, where people believe truth is kind of relative. So it's not truth; it's like your truth. Then I said to her, "Kate, you know, I don't want to, I don't want um, to be offensive to you, but I do really feel like God wants you to know. You know, as a Christian, I believe that there is only one way to the Father, and that's through Jesus Christ. And it talked about the holiness of God. You know, uh, these she found the holiness of God kind of offensive. You know, the wrath of God is offensive. It's how people can separate the Old Testament God from the New Testament God. You know, and it's almost like, why if God, if love is just acceptance, and if God can just forgive." without any justice, without any understanding of holiness, then why would Jesus have to die? Like the, the cross is pointless if God can just forgive. That's not the way it works. It's a misunderstanding. And if love is just acceptance, God can't accept everybody, but he's made a way to where we can all be saved. And it cost him, you know? And so we talked about all those things. And she she basically said to me, Corey, I love your faith. It inspires me, but I, I can't get on board with some of this stuff. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. I'll keep praying for you.
1: A couple of months later, Skillet was in San Diego, and Corey again talked with Kate about Jesus, about how no one is good enough to get into heaven. It's only the grace of God that saves us. Kate didn't like some of the things she heard.
0: And I said, Kate, have you ever like, talked to God? And she said, no, I didn't know I could do that.
1: Corey told Kate what the Bible says about having a relationship with God. And she encouraged Kate to be real and honest with God about the things she was struggling to understand. Corey assured Kate that if she drew near to God, God would draw near to her.
0: Then a couple months later, I get a text from her saying, Hey, Core, I, I meant to tell you this. I I said to God, okay, Cor says that I can, you know, talk to you. So I'm like, I w I I want you to be close to me. Can you come into my life and help me? Um, and she said, and then a couple days later, she realized that she he never responded to her. She was in the shower and she's like, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna call you out on this. Hey, hey, God you know, you said I wanted you to make yourself apparent to me, but you haven't done it yet. And she said she heard a voice say to her, reach. Um, And so she literally reached her hands up in the shower and felt the presence of God come on her and like God was holding her hand.
1: Kate did pass away. Corey and the band dedicated their next album to her. And one of the songs on that album is called Reach. It was inspired by Kate and how she reached out to God.
0: It's all kind of about the story of, somebody seeking God and God, you know, making himself real and felt to her. And so that it's kind of a cool story. I mean, bottom line of the story is, I don't know if Kate got born again. I know that God was close to her and I hope that she did give her life to Jesus. I just don't know. So then those are things you live with. Like, could I have done more? I don't know. But um, I, I hope that I was faithful and did what I could do to share Jesus with her. So reach to me is no matter what state you're in, no matter if you're Christian, if you're clean, if you're whatever you feel like you are, you can reach to God and he will make himself known to you.
1: Corey Cooper is talking to you when she says you don't have to have it all together to reach out to God. You can come to him just as you are, and we hope you will. To learn more about reaching out to God, visit us at this website, findpeacewithgod.net. Again, that's findpeacewithgod.net. In just a minute, Corey's going to talk about how our culture tends to push the false idea that life is always supposed to be good. You're listening to GPS, God, People, Stories, a podcast production of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association.
2: God is calling on us to do something unique in our generation, to deny ourselves and take up the cross and follow Him out among the masses of people that need Christ. Billy Graham. He's calling us to wrestle in prayer over the mission He has for us in life. When I see the needs out there, that's call enough for me. But I have another call that's stronger. I have the command of Christ go into all the world and proclaim the gospel. He wants men and women to come to know him, but they will never come to know him if they do not hear the gospel. God looks out on this world that is in rebellion against him and alienated from him and it breaks his heart. But God sees all of these people through the compassion of his eyes and his love and the power of the cross. And he wants to reach them and he's chosen you and me to go reach them. Will you accept the challenge of the world as it is and the challenge of God? As he sees the world and the people in it.
1: How'd you like a little help with that challenge to reach people for Christ? You'll find it at this website, findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. Our guest on this episode of GPS has been Corey Cooper from the band Skillet. The band just released a new album called Victorious. And one of the themes of the project is that we can be victorious even when life is really hard.
0: I think that um, in our culture, some not, now we can tend to think that life is supposed to be just amazing. Everything is awesome and everything's amazing. And, you know, uh, I think that we want people to know that life uh, has adversity and that's okay. <laughs> we don't like pain and we don't like um, trials, but they're good for us and we can find God in them and i think people get disillusioned when things go south like if you don't have all the perfect instagram filters on everything it's too bad there isn't one for life but there's not and we think that everyone else has an easy life or things are going well for them and the fact is we all have trials we all have adversities life can be super hard like why does somebody get cancer i don't know you know those are questions that kate asked me why does god heal sometimes and not heal other times i don't know these are things that we struggle with in life and it's going to be hard, but the fact is there is hope and there is victory in it. You just have to find God in it and, and fight through.
1: We want to thank Corey Cooper for taking time to talk with us for this episode of GPS. And we want to thank you for listening. I'm Phil Fleischman, GPS, God, people, stories. It's an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Always good news. No!